0: Are you ready to upgrade your office space or living area for an affordable price? Stop by Pachico's Furniture, where you can expect a delightful shopping experience, all while saving you some of your hard-earned money. Pachiko's Furniture specializes in used furniture, antiques, jewelry, electronics, video games, Blu-ray, DVD, musical instruments, and much, much more. Whether buying or selling, we strive on being Fall River's finest second-hand store. Pachico's Furniture is a family-owned and operated business located on 663 Bedford Street, formerly Billy's Cafe, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Come on by. You'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: On today's show, we're going to ask, what the hell is going on with Captain America? Also, one character has since started on an independent publisher and now has come over to Marvel. What's her deal? Also, the CW, Netflix, what kind of partnership is going on there? And what does that mean for some of your favorite superhero shows on the CW? All of that and much, much more on the Independent Day edition of Free Your Geek.
2: Winter is coming. Finish him. Fatality. The serum amplifies everything that is inside. So, good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen. Because the strong men who has known power all his life, you lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. Thanks,
1: I think. Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing. That
2: you will stay who you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good.
1: Welcome to Episode 9 of Free Your Geek. Jay Free, still here, across from me, KB. KB, here, What's here. up, dude? How you doing?
0: Uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good? yeah? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, this is our post-Independence Day show. Uh, it's a couple of days after the 4th of July. And it's a cool-themed show. We're going to be doing a lot of independent stuff, independent comics, independent characters, um, things of that nature. But first, with that intro and it being Independence Day, I think it's just important that we talk about the most patriotic of all the comic book characters. And there's a bunch of stuff, for lack of a better term, (laughs) going on with Captain America that I know you're well versed in. Yep. So, uh, KB, what the hell is going on with Captain America?
0: So, there's been a lot of speculation um, with people hearing that Cap has gone to Hydra. So, so, spoiler
1: alerts, This is yes. uh, from the first two issues of a new Captain America title. Yep,
0: yep. So, first two issues of Captain America. They. It's kind of funny. The first issue is where it happens, and the second issue they explain it. Um, I know some people were feeling like this was kind of a backpedaling kind of thing, um, but if you actually read uh, the Cap issues, and if you've read uh, Avenger Standoff, which was a pretty important story storyline in the um, you know in the Marvel universe uh, that that finished recently. Um, it all makes a lot of sense. Okay,
1: so we'll, before we get into that, though, let's let's take it back. So first issue, yep. for those that don't know uh, or aren't aware, spoiler alert. So at the end of the first issue of this, uh, is it a reboot Captain America series? Or, um, but it's a, it's a new numbering. It's number one, right? It's a new numbering. Okay. Yes, it's a new number. So it's a new numbering of Captain America. End of the issue, yep. he basically reveals himself to be an agent of HYDRA, and he's been an agent of HYDRA his entire career. Yes. Yes. Okay, Okay. and that, that ticked a lot of people off. That made a lot of people yep. mad. And issue number two, so this is the one I, I wasn't aware of, and, and I don't know specifically what's going on, so give it to me. What's, what's going on with issue number two? How are they explaining the fact that he's been a HYDRA agent his entire career as Captain America? Okay,
0: so in issue two, uh, they basically um, look at this from the point of the Red Skull. And what we find out is that this the Red Skull was behind all of this, and it goes back to standoff in um, what it is, is in standoff, uh, Maria Hill creates a place called uh, Pleasant Hill. And what it is, is she uses a cosmic cube, and the cosmic cube is in the form of a little girl. And it is a super prison. So it's this little suburban town in Connecticut. And, and if you take a look at some of the pictures we post on Facebook, you'll get a feel for what it is. Um, and basically, when they capture super villains, they place them in this small little town uh, that they call Pleasant Hill and Maria Hill is the mayor of Pleasant Hill, um, so she um, uses the Cosmic Cube to trick in the mind all these villains that they are these normal people. So they're all none of them are real major villains. It's like one or two.
1: So they're, not, they're but they're not imprisoned per se, like no. in a cell. They're no. walking around they're freely.
0: Imprisoned in their mind.
1: Okay. Yes, but they, they think they think they're they have like an identity yep. crisis. They're something else. Well, they're
0: also reimage. The Cosmic Cube girl has the power to reimage them to remake them of different physical forms. Okay, so
1: the Cosmic Cube changes their appearance yes, and well. alters their mind yes. to make them believe that they're not yes. who like their previous incarnation. Yes. Okay.
0: Exactly. So with that comes memory erasal, era- erasing, and planting new memories. So that's the basics, kind of the basic of. of where this all starts now at the end of standoff, um, basically now people might be familiar that Cap had lost Steve Rogers, Captain America has lost, you know, had lost his powers at this point. And we're not going to go back
1: further in okay, that. Okay, but there, there was uh, Sam Wilson. Yep, the Falcon had become Captain, Captain America. America
0: at this yep. point. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, in this, all the Avengers end up at Pleasant Hill, and it's a big battle and all this stuff. But it's an excellent read, so check it out. Um, good crossover. Um, but at the so towards the end of this. Basically, the, the Cosmic Cube is giving Steve Rogers back his powers. He's now Captain America again. He becomes young. He becomes powerful. And that's where they go into Cap number one. Okay. So Cap number one is where they basically go through Cap's mind and what Cap remembers as being the truth. Okay. So Cap sees the memories of his mother and uh, they show like his, his father beating on his mother. And this woman saves his mother. And this woman, you know, um, basically befriends Cap's mom. And it's like, oh, we have this community watch kind of thing and all these good people for this good cause. And come to find out it was really Hydra. This woman was an agent of Hydra. His mother, in his memory, was really an agent of Hydra. So <laughs> growing up, when after that, you know, after that point, that's all he knows. So he really does believe in his mind that he's an agent of Hydra. So issue one ends with him basically uh, stating Hail stating Hydra, hail hydra right. you know, because that was his memory. So what we find out in um, issue two is that Red Skull was actually in Pleasant Hill the whole time disguised. And Red Skull had set this whole thing up with the Cosmic Cube. And I'm not going to go into all the details because it's a good read.
1: Okay, so, but spoiler alert. Yes. Red Skull was in like charge the whole time. Yep. Maria Hill.
0: Not in charge. No, not in charge. He was there. He but, was hidden
1: he, but did he have his memories or was he rewritten and, and No,
0: no. I no. Um he, he was there and he 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 was hidden. Um it doesn't it hasn't gone into full detail on all of that. Um uh, we just know that he's there and that this was his plan. And he he actually had taken the girl um and had, you know, taught her to hail hydra. So after after Pleasant Hill, he he took her and he basically you know, is, nobody's going to hurt you ever again. I'm going to protect you. We'll protect you from like the dead. a gu- Like a guardian of exactly. this, this
1: cosmic cube girl. Yeah,
0: so now she is in, she thinks that Hydra's a good guys Because that she believes this. Um, so, he, so, it, within all of this, so she, so she had given Cap these memories of, you know, the Hail Hydra thing. So, it was Red Skull who tricked this girl into doing this to Cap. So, that's what's happened. So, Cap Officially, thinks he's Hydra, but he is not technically Hydra.
1: Okay, so so then the Captain America we all know and love, you know, fighting for America and fighting the Nazis and fighting Hydra, is still, still there. Th- there. Yeah. It's just these memories are false memories yeah. that have been implanted.
0: And in we him. don't know where the story is going yet at this time. But like, we're only two but, issues in. Yep. So, so it's it's a good read. And so you know, a lot of people were saying it was backpedaling, but you know, if you read Standoff and you read these two issues, it seems like it's just good writing. Okay, cool. You know, so definitely check that out.
1: All right, so check that out. Um, and that was the opening to our 4th of July Independent Day theme. And I say independent because we're going to be talking about independent comics. So uh, for the listeners that aren't aware... Marvel Comics and DC Comics are the big two, but there's a bunch of other publishers that we want to talk about as well, and we have some comics that you should listen uh, or read rather not listen to because you can't listen to comics, <laughs> but there's other comic books you should read from different different publishers other than Marvel and DC. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of those on this segment called We've Got Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
2: my God. She's got-
1: So one of the ones that I want to make our listeners aware of is a company, a publisher called Dark Horse, um, has a new comic out called Cryptocracy. And if anybody's a fan of conspiracy theories, this is a really cool comic to kind of get into Um, from Comic Vine itself. uh, It's a new series from writer Van Jensen and artist Pete Woods that explores the world of conspiracy theories, even the weird ones. It deals with nine families that secretly run the world. Essentially, you'd need to think of it as a quote-unquote real-life Illuminati in comic book form. So I read uh, the first issue. It was actually really well done. Um, it's a little bit more out there. Uh, again, conspiracy theories. There's nine different families. There's nine circles. Um, the first circle are just everyday humans that have no idea what's going on in the world. And then, you know, you go circle two, circle three, all the way up to circle nine, which is, you know, the, the those that are basically pulling all the strings. It's really, really cool. Um, it deals with a lot of uh, different areas of um, Mythology, I guess. Uh aliens are part of this. Uh bugbears. So if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons or, or anything like that, bugbears, they're usually mistaken for werewolves. Um, a lot of different things as far as animals and whatnot and different creatures that aren't typical. It's more sci-fi mm-hmm. like, but it's a really, really cool read. So I implore everybody to check that out. So that's uh one of the things I think you should kind of get into and, and give it a read, uh, Cryptocracy from Dark Horse. KB, what did, do you have any uh, particular independent comics that you want to kind of make us aware of?
0: Yes, I do. Um, actually, um, this is actually pretty hot right now, and a lot of people have been uh, talking about this. People who are you know read mostly independent comics. Um, there's a writer right now who who was once an artist and now a writer, Rick Remender. Um, he did he did low and Deadly Class, which are two very very highly. <laughs> did he books. do?
1: Did he? Do you know if he did X Factor back in the day? I, Think
0: he did. He was an artist turned writer now. And apparently everything he's writing is is like turning into gold. Um he writes another fa- uh, another favorite comic of mine that just came out Deevolution. evolution uh, so you can check that out. It's on Dynamite. Um but right now his his hot book is Tokyo Ghost. And Tokyo Ghost is basically it takes place in LA in 2089. And the world is addicted to technology and everyone turns to crime to get their next digital fix. So basically like, you know, you turn to drugs. And you need to get that fixed so you you cause crime. So the whole world has kind of gone into this everybody's addicted to technology. When I say addicted, I mean don't get out of their chair. They have special devices that they don't even have to get up to, like, take a crap or piss. Like, that's how addicted the people are to to the uh, digital shows and entertainment and things that are online. So in this world now, it's all run by these mobsters. And uh, basically, these mobsters, when they want work done or things done... They hire what they call constables, and so if they want their rule enforced for something, they hire these constables. They're you know just basically independent merc kind of people. And the main characters that we that they focus on are these two characters. Um, one, his name's Led Dent, and the other one is Debbie Decay. the the The, the story focuses more on Debbie Decay. Um, growing up, their parents were Jack, what they call jacked in, meaning that they were those people who were you know, like strapped to that chair and, you know, had the thing on so they don't even have to get up to crap or anything like that. Um, so that's how they get to know each other. So they grew up together, and they go into that story and, and, and their issues and things like that, and it's really good. But then, you know, as they, you know, they get older, they um, are doing work for, for one of these mobsters, and he gives them one last job for their freedom, and basically is uh, the, gardens, the gardens of Tokyo are the last techless place on Earth. Surprise, surprise, because we all think of, you know, Tokyo and Japan is you know technology places where this you know technology is, is huge, but here it's the last techless place on earth, and they have a vast amount of like food and other resources, and you know food, water, other things, and the LA islands they need this and they haven't this there's enough supply here to last them for decades, um, so uh, they're sent to Tokyo to basically just secure these resources so then people can follow up and then grab grab these resources. And what they find here is that they have like this, this new life without tech because they'd never lived without tech their whole life. They knew tech. So they find kind of like they, they meet this tribe of people and they find like this Zen kind of lifestyle and they're just enjoying life. They're, uh, basically, you know, swimming in lakes and running around naked and having sex and, and, and just enjoying being in nature and free and, and very calm. Um, but then, uh, led, he had kind of a digital fix problem and that kind of comes back to bite him. And basically all chaos kind of breaks loose and the, the, one of the mobsters shows up and it just, you know, the, the whole town has, has uh, that they're living in is, is starting to be disrupted uh, very heavily with all of this. And it's just an amazing story because the characters are so in-depth. The art is fantastic. I would describe it as dark and light at the same time. A lot of shadowy effects, but then a lot of the characters are really bright and appealing. Uh, so it's definitely it's a really hot read right now. I, it's kind of funny. I read it. Uh, the first trade was issues one through five, and I think they're only about on issue eight right now. So if you get in it now, you're not too far behind. Uh, so definitely check that out. It's, it's probably my favorites. And that's uh, Image Comics, by the way.
1: So Image Comics, yep. and, and then my pick was uh, Dark Horse. Yep. And I just want to kind of uh, put a retraction out there because I don't want anybody biting my head off. It was Peter David. That did X Factor that I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, Rick Remender did uh, Uncanny X Force, Venom, and Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, he's. Yeah, uh, he done he was he work. created it anyway, and he's uh, yeah he's done some good stuff, and I remember him from the the Venom series, which was really really well done. Uncanny X Force, really really well done. So yeah. yeah, he's definitely a great great writer. So
0: yeah, so it's uh, pretty good.
1: Excellent. Um, well, that's our two picks for we have issues. Uh, KB, do you want to talk about um? potentially since we are on the topic of independent comics Mm -hmm. we were talking about image we were talking about dark horse wasn't there somebody that was once part of an independent label or independent publisher and has since come over to what we like to call one of the big two marvel and dc yes there is well that's let's talk about that person let's talk about that character in a little segment that we call adding character Nobody messes
0: with Adam Wee. Oh, I, I love that song. It's it's it's, it's, so it's a little fun. Catchy. It's a little bit it's more nice, uh little, yeah
1: a little poppy, a little back and forth. Yeah, it's a it's a happy song. Yeah, it's supposed to put you in a good mood.
0: Adam West is just a happy person to me. Yeah, <laughs> don't Aren't, we all wish we could be in Adam West's bliss?
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but he was he's the <laughs> one of the OG Batman. So yeah. I, I give him I give him a pass. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so uh, adding character today, the the character we're gonna talk about is um, Angela. From she's currently in the Marvel universe, uh, but Angela is basically she started out a long, long time ago, back in March of 1993. She was a character in Image Comics. She was created by uh, Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane, so they both had rights to her.
1: McFarlane created a lot of good stuff. Yes,
0: McFarlane's one of the genius, <laughs> one of those geniuses. You have to put him up there with a lot of the greats. Um, so basically, she appeared in Spawn number nine, um, and she's an angel and a bounty hunter at the same time. Okay. Okay. So, because Spawn is a, a you know, a, a Hell Spawn, basically. You know, he's a soldier of Hell, and that was kind of her big thing, was hunting soldiers of Hell. Uh, but she hunted other things as well, creatures and things like that throughout the universe. Um, so, she was in Spawn number nine, and then she had her own three-issue series uh, where Spawn was kind of in that series. And so, she had that, and then she had some other um, issues, basically, throughout some few more issues in Spawn, some other comics, some other tie-ins. So basically, um, she, the last issue that she was in, uh, she dies in a battle with Malvolja, who is the evil or nemesis of Spawn. We're not going to go into Spawn. Okay. Um, so basically, she, she dies in a battle with that, and Spawn brings her back to heaven, where it's presumed that she's brought back to life. And that's the last that you hear of her. So this was um, a while back, and then the last—she did have an independent comic, so she's been—she was actually out of print since 2005.
1: Okay, so she, she was created in 93. Yep. Uh, she was out of print, and 2005 was the last story?
0: Yep. yep, 2005 was the last story. So she officially went out of print at that time.
1: Okay, so it was like a 12-year 12, 12 run. Yep. And then out of print since... For, two. So
0: For a while, long time. Okay. Okay, so in 2013, Neil Gaiman goes back to Marvel. Now, he wants to bring Angela with her. So now there's kind of a legal battle because McFarlane, they partially created the character, and McFarlane doesn't kind of want... So McFarlane's
1: still to, at still at Image.
0: Yep, yep, because McFarlane's still at Image and Neil Gaiman leaves Co-creator, Image.
1: Co-creators of a character, yep. so now the rights come into play, like who, who owns this character? Yep,
0: yep that's correct. Uh, but basically, eventually, Neil Gaiman and Marvel win, uh, and so now she's back with Marvel. So after that's done, her first appearance is kind of interesting. She appears in the Age of Ultron storyline. So in the Age of Ultron character, she appears in the very last issue, and I'm not going to go into that whole Age of Ultron story. Uh, but basically, there's this there's this part where Wolverine does damage to the Omniverse. And what it does is it pulls her from heaven. Okay? So, you can see kind of how how he delivered it. It's like, okay, she died in one universe, went to heaven, and then they brought her into the Marvel Universe. So, it's
1: so the Omniverse is multiple different, like, mirror universes yeah, of each other. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so he, they did a good job there in bringing, bringing her in. So, she comes out of there, and she's all confused, and she's going... You know she doesn't know what's going on, and she s- heads for Earth, where she runs into the Guardians of the Galaxy. And not getting into all that, but she eventually joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. So she's in some of the Guardians of the Galaxy storylines um, later on. And I'm not going to all of her stories because she's had quite a few. Now this was I just and I didn't put a date on this, but 2013. So she was out from 2005 to 2000. Yeah, so eight, eight roughly eight years. Eight years. Yep. Um, so uh, so she was with the Mar- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, she then. Some other things happen, and another good storyline of hers is she was in the original Sin uh, books that were out. I think it was like last year, a couple years ago, a few years back, um, where they find out that she is actually a sister of Thor and Loki.
1: So uh, okay, um, I, I'm not going into all the stories. Yeah, yeah, I'm just well, that, that's something some we can research. Parts. But I'm very curious to figure out if she's from another universe. How do they retcon that? Yep, but
0: that's, I, I haven't I haven't read how how I have that story. I have not read it yet. Um, So the next part, uh, the next thing, her latest storyline now, I'm I'm putting all these together for a reason. Her latest storyline is um, she went to hell to save her girlfriend, Sarah, who was another angel trapped in hell. And she... So,
1: wait, she's she's a lesbian? Yes. Okay, that's awesome.
0: Yep. So she frees frees, uh, Sarah from hell by actually taking over hell. And she becomes Angela, queen of hell. Okay. She gives up the power to be the queen of hell. And now she just wanted the simple life. Her and Sarah just live in an apartment in New York City, and that's how her latest book ended. So I want to I want to just point something out here because there were rumors floating around that she could end up in the next Guardians movie. And if you think about all the storylines that I just said, Ultron, right? She runs into the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's now living where NYC, where a lot of events. Oh, you're connecting all the place. dots right now. And and Thor and Loki's sister, like it just. She seems like a perfect fit into the Marvel. So cinematic she universe. could she
1: could theoretically fit into the next yes. Thor. Yes. Thor just started filming. Exactly. Guardians, I think, just are wrapping There's, up production, or, or the the.
0: Are, I, or are they starting? I or? know. I, I know
1: they were already doing like. Uh, like visits on the set and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I that. haven't. So I haven't read as. I where think they Guardians like wrapped up, and I think Thor is starting the film now.
0: But this is a character I think you should, you know, people should know about because I, I really, with all these storylines that she's already in, I think it's a good possibility that she's in. And the I think MCU. it's really cool
1: because with these, you know, her coming from Image into Marvel, yeah. you know, you have decent stories. You can have her interact with characters from both. Publications, yep. you know, and have like fresh stories from, you know, all the characters she kind of ran into from the image side, all the yep. characters she's going to and has run into from the Marvel side, and it it makes it almost like a fresh type of, you know, yeah. team up or meeting or battle or whatever else it might be.
0: Yeah, she's definitely an interesting character. So if you think about it now, in the past, so she came back in two thousand thirteen. Were only what three years? She's already had two full runs. She's been in a lot of um, other Marvel stories, some of the major Marvel events. Like I said, you know, Age of Ultron. Uh, uh, original sin so they they obviously are putting a lot of time and care into her character and bringing her along so i can definitely see um something happening with her so yeah so definitely uh check out that's very very cool yeah check it out
1: well let's get into one other thing let's get into some industry news So we're jumping a lot into different segments. Um, We've already done We Have Issues, adding character. Let's talk very quickly about some industry news. Are you folks, do you subscribe to Netflix? Do you like the CW shows? Well, now that CW has taken uh, over Supergirl, they're going to be doing season two. They already have Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Netflix and the CW have signed an exclusive deal with each other that Netflix will be the only streaming provider of the CW shows. So what does that mean? So that means if you want to catch up on certain seasons of those shows, it's going to be on Netflix. And then when the new seasons start, so let's say uh, you're really into Arrow or you're really into Flash. I want to see Flash season three, but I I can't watch it when it airs. Eight days after the series finale, the entire season three will be on Netflix netflix that's awesome so eight days after so you don't have to typically the way it used to work is netflix wouldn't start airing it until the next season was about to start into the fall now eight days after the season finale you're going to be able this, to see the entire this is series interesting
0: in another perspective too because i was thinking about this on the way over today to the studio uh, the because usually that that time frame that you're talking about when it gets on Netflix, there's also you know the DVD, Blu-ray, digital download time. Right. So I wonder, like, does that impact that? Like, or, or are they even going to do it? Are they just going to be like, no, we have enough money from Netflix? Well,
1: no, I mean, I'm sure they're still going to do it, but that's that's brilliant for Netflix yeah. because then people are going to be like, why do I have to go buy exactly. the DVD and stuff? So I can and and that's just going to make more people subscribe to exactly. Netflix because they're going to get it that. much Well, that's earlier. what I'm
0: saying. I wonder. I wonder if, if we're seeing one of the first steps of like the true death of like digital downloading and
1: i I don't think digital download will ever go away but i think um maybe disc base eventually will be be going that way but as of right now i think people still buy dvds still buy blu-rays it's it's nice you know people like people that like to collect too that like actually physically have a disc or like you know the case or or whatever the case may be um i think that's not necessarily always going to go away or fully go away but I think it's going to be more digital download and obviously streaming because Wi-Fi is you know, pretty much everywhere now.
0: So I wonder if they would re- be releasing that stuff before this or at the same time as Netflix or after.
1: That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Cool. So
0: when is this going to start, by the way?
1: Um, well, I know that uh, th- this was recently signed, so I don't know how soon those shows that are going to be coming. Effect, yeah. But um, to kind of touch on that, though, because CW has Supergirl, I believe it's August 1st. It's either August 1st or August 10th. I can't remember. It's a Monday night. because now CW owns the rights to Mm -hmm. Supergirl, they're going to re-air season one. That's cool. Two episodes every Monday night until the season premiere of Supergirl in October. Mm. So for those that didn't watch it on CBS, you'll be able to watch the entire first season on the CW sometime in August. I think it's the, the first, whatever that first Monday in August is, I believe it is. And uh, it's going to run two episodes every Monday night all the way through until the season premiere. So you can catch up on Supergirl and then see how it's going to fit into the Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow universe.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with Supergirl this season.
1: Well, speaking of Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow, and even Supergirl to an extent, and and by extension, Gotham as well, even though it's not a CW show, I recently, uh, over the weekend, uh, came back on the 4th of July, um, I went to Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, and I got a chance to Secaucus. meet- Really? Really?
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Sorry, folks, for the juvenile <laughs> reference. KB's going to be fired next week. We're going to have a new co-host. As I was saying, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, Secaucus, New Jersey, um, I got a chance to meet um, Katie Cassidy who plays the Black Canary, super sweet, <laughs> super awesome. I met Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin Snow, I absolutely adore her, I wanted to marry her. Um, we also met Katie Lotz, who plays the White Canary in Legends of Tomorrow, and the Canary in Arrow. Willa Holland, who plays Thea Queen, or aka Speedy, and Ciara Renee from uh, Legends of Tomorrow as well, she plays Hawkgirl. So there's a lot of different like people I met, but probably the coolest person I met at heroes and villains fan fest as paul blackthorne who plays uh detective lance on arrow so he has a very gruff voice on the show and you, you've mm. seen arrow right so I, you, I, i've seen a few episodes but you, uh, you know who the, who captain lance is yeah. he's a british dude so he's talking he's like hey hello blah, blah. i'm like you're not supposed to talk like that you're supposed to like talk with kind of a, a new jersey new york accent like this gruff type of thing um very very cool dude like you know a lot of these celebrity meetings and any type of like cons or comic cons usually the celebrity you know signs you an autograph and they keep you moving because they want to keep the line moving uh paul blackthorne basically took like 10 minutes to talk to me and my friend who ended up going together and he talked to us for a good 10 minutes just shooting the breeze and how are you and what's going on and i appreciate your support just a really really cool down-to-earth dude um and then i also met another really really cool it was actually a cool couple it was uh Pro re- former pro wrestler Cody Rhodes. Well, I don't know if he's a former, but he's still a pro wrestler. And his wife, uh, Brandi.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they were actually WWE stars and they quit WWE. And about last year...
0: Wasn't Brandi at uh, Providence coming last year? Uh,
1: n- maybe. I don't right. know. I don't believe so, but um, I can check into that a little bit later. But I I want to say I'm 99% sure that she was not. But Brandi, Brandi Rhodes and Cody Rhodes... Um, have left WWE since and because uh, last summer I believe it was last summer Stephen Amell who plays Oliver Queen fought Cody Rhodes' character Stardust in a WWE ring and they formed a friendship and now that Cody's gone Cody's gonna be on next season of Arrow now playing some type of character we don't know what yet. So that cool. was that was made as an announcement on the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in New Jersey. So,
0: Did you uh, sit in on any good panels where you got some good info? Um,
1: I said they didn't really give too much because no. um, the first, first two scripts were only out um, for the show so far because they were actually going back. They left after, on the 4th, they flew back to Canada, and uh, that's when they started filming. So Stephen Amell, Oliver Queen... Basically, left the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest and then went right back to production on Arrow, starting filming season so
0: one. So, was it mostly Arrow and DC? It was. Oh, it was. was it, it was
1: Arrow. Arrow, um, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. But then they had a little wing um, for the Gotham cast. Uh, I don't know the the actors' names, but the the kid that plays Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. Alfred was there. Butch, uh, they were there. Um, for those fans that watch The Walking Dead and and afterwards on the AMC channel, they have a TV show called. Uh, comic book men. Mm-hmm. All the comic book men were there. Yeah, I kind a picture of cool. those guys. Uh, Ming Chen was awesome. Uh, really cool dude. Um, I liked meeting him. I had met uh. I met some of those other guys before. Last time yeah. I was in uh, New Jersey, like five years ago. But they were co- they were always cool too. But it was my first time. I'd Like meeting to visit Moon. their store sometime. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a really cool spot. It's like yeah. it's a typical comic book shop, but then uh, on the wall they have like you know props from different Kevin yeah. Smith films and stuff like that. It's really really cool. But yeah, um, it's a little bit different from Comic Cons because it's more focused on certain talent from. It's more. Intimate, I guess you could say, because it's not open it's, to. It's like, not
0: like a buyer-seller convention. There's
1: still some vendors, but like just yeah. for example. But that's not the focus. Let's. Yeah. You and I have both been to Rhode Island Comic Con or Boston Comic Con. Yep. And the, How many rows would you say, of like vendors? How many aisles of vendors just God. to buy stuff? All just,
0: right, yeah. all right. Comic Con this past year, God, I just can't give even a quick count. estimate. I don't know, maybe ten long rows. Yeah. yeah.
1: Four. So, Four yeah. and about yeah. the same size as Rhode Island Comic Con, and it was not as cluttered. It was a lot yeah. more space and it was just it's a very more intimate like you can definitely like it's not like we're just here to take your money it's like we want you to have yeah. a good time you know and a lot of people have tons of areas to sit for panels and, and the different stars now, the celebrities is, that, really, a, really is cool.
0: that a type of thing they do on a, like a tour kind of thing or is that just a one they do
1: four shows you typically a year um, or, different parts of the yeah, country yeah so this one was New Jersey uh, they do San Jose I want to say they're doing Atlanta they're doing a, a one time show where in Orlando where all the proceeds are going to go to the okay. the families and the victims I believe of the Orlando shootings that happened recently yeah. which is really really cool um it's just a more it's a more I don't want to say professional I want to say more like intimate it's more of a like because it's it's Steven it's Steven like backs a lot of this stuff you know like financially so it's more by him and by the actors of the show than it is of you know a company to bring people yeah. in and bring more money but Again, it's, it's just a really cool spot to check out. So uh, check out Heroes and Villains. Uh, Google search that uh, if you want to go anytime in the future. Uh, that's pretty cool. And right now we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with the final countdown. But this right here, um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but this is a guitar version of the Captain America Winter Soldier theme. Welcome back to Free Your Geek. This is Jay Free, KB. What's Yeet. up? Um, so now it's about that time. Uh, since we are on the independent day kick, we have a final countdown for you. And uh, let's go ahead and play that theme song, and then we will tell you what the topic is. It's the The final countdown. So our topic for the final countdown today, we're doing a top three this week. Mm-hmm. Top three current or within the last five years. Yeah. Uh, independent comics. So again, as I mentioned, this is not going to be Marvel Comics. This is not going to be DC Comics. These are going to be the ind- what they call the independent publishers. And we're going to pick our top three favorite comics from those independent publishers so KB let's go let's go with you first what is your number three
0: okay so my number three and just an FYI for people listening to know to, just to know about me is I'm a big dynamite fan uh, Jimmy dynamite Walker comics. no <laughs>
1: dynamite <laughs> no, no
0: dynamite comics okay I, I, I had to make one bad joke yeah yeah so um anyway right now they have a, a hot book and I, I mentioned this when I was talking about Tokyo Ghost um, Rick Remender has done a book called The Evolution and de-evolution has been, uh, it, it's it's well-written, it, 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 it's, it's dark, and it's um, very adventurous. And basically what it is, is there is this idea of that you can stop war by blocking the part of the brain that allows for religious belief. So people, some scientists, a company, they come up with uh, what they call Devo-8, and it's this agent that uh, basically will... Uh, stop these religious beliefs, and what ends up happening is it actually ends up devolving most of mankind. So when this happens, a lot of people go back to the kind of Neanderthal. They they actually you know devolve. Um, de-evolve, I should say. Um, and basically, you know, the world starts falling apart. The, everything starts overgrowing, and when the agent was released, it caused a lot of animals to mutate. So you have things like giant spiders and giant sharks and things as big as dinosaurs and all these crazy things. Lots of great artwork. Like you see like Vegas overgrown with all these random, you know, mutated plants and, and, and things. And you see all these clans of like Neanderthals. And the main character is uh, this girl named Raja, whose parents basically designed the Devo 8. And so she is pretty sure that there's a cure that exists, and she gets wind of this, that there's a cure in San Francisco. Um, so she is traveling to San Francisco to try and find this cure to reverse the effects of the Devo, the Devo 8. So again, so fantastic art. Um, it's a whole world overtaken by, by, by nature. Most people have turned into Neanderthals. She runs into a lot of these um, great characters along the way. Um, so it's just a really, really, really good book, and I definitely—it's it, only five issues in. The trade is coming out, I think, in September or October. Really good trade, um, and, and just fantastic. If, if you like books that have uh, a lot of the violence and the and a bit of the sex and the the swearing, and the it, it's just fantastic. And the art's amazing. And Rick Remender, like I said, uh, he did Tokyo Ghost, which is hot right now, and and this is another one that he's doing. Um, so definitely check this one out. So
1: he's he's a busy man.
0: Yeah, he's a busy man right now. That's awesome.
1: So my number three, which uh, I don't know if it's going to be on your list or not. I'm assuming it's going to be on your list, but um, I like to do things a little bit differently. Uh, my first pick is an Image comic. So the publisher mm-hmm. is Image Comics. And it's a little-known series <laughs> by the name of The Walking Dead. Um, the book The comic book is amazing. So for those fans that only watch the TV show, you do not know what you're missing out on the book. Um, Obviously, the TV show became a huge hit. The comic Mm -hmm. was out first. And why is the comic better than the TV show? Because they can do more stuff in the comic books than they (laughs) can do. They can use different language than they do on TV. Um, But it is cool because because the TV show has been uh, so huge. Those folks that were kind of into the comics first that then watch the show, can still enjoy the show because it doesn't follow the comics to a T. Um, it differs a lot. For example, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen, like I think it's like season four or five of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead, Andrea yep. died in the TV show. Comic books, she's still alive. I'm not gonna say what she's doing in the comic books I don't, if you're not into it, I want you to kind of be surprised yep. with that stuff. Um, but it also allows to enjoy some of the same scenes and characters on TV that it is in the comic book so for example we're going to see next season negan or we've kind of met him already yeah. but who's going to be the victim now those in the comic books we kind of already spoiled it but again spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert glenn gets his head bashed in by negan is that going to happen on tv we don't know maybe it'll be somebody different maybe it'll be abraham um there's so it's it's crazy because they can actually get so gruesome and so graphic within that comic book that they can't like some of the stuff on TV. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of underwhelmed <laughs> by that because it happens so much differently and more graphic in yeah. the comic book. Um, case in point, uh, Lori's death. Yes. Lori in the TV show died while was she pregnant or did she have the baby? I forget how, it, how she, she, she died. Having it was, it was the, baby. the prison. It was off screen. Yep. In the comic book, she's carrying Judith, and she gets shot to death, her and the baby. It's crazy. It's gruesome. During the governor, uh, Dude, the prison governor's attack, yeah, prison yep. attack. Exactly. So, I just I really really like it. It's all done in black and yep. white. Um, it gives it a very gritty feel, a very, just like gruesome, gruesome, gritty, realistic feel in the comic books. And the TV show is great. I think the comic book is better. So that's my number three, The Walking Dead. KB.
0: So. On to number two. All I got to say is I love sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this is a great comic. Um, it's, it's by image. Um, Joe Casey and Peter Kowalski. Um, this comic has really um, gotten a lot of great, great reviews. And basically what I like about this comic is it's – the think about the world of Batman and everything that happens to Batman, the people that he knows, the criminals that he knows, his company, all this stuff. And basically, what would happen at, You know, if Batman called it quits? What's his life after Batman? And that's kind of the premise of this book as a whole. So we have a hero named Simon Cook. Um, well, he, that, that's not his hero name. That's, a, that's his real name. Um, he was called the Armored Saint, and he, he was a hero in the city called Saturn City, and he retired. Um, he retired after this event that basically put most of the villains in the city in their place. So he, he, he quit. Um, he's a millionaire owner of the Cook Company. It's this massive corporation. And basically, he comes back about... He, he leaves for a while. Like, he leaves everything. Like, he goes into hiding for a while. He comes back to Saturn City after about eight months and tries to live a normal life. So he... he unlike somebody like Batman, he when he was doing his part as the Armored Saint, he wasn't really... Um, he wasn't very social. All of his focus was on being the armored saint. So he wasn't somebody who was going around with women or going to parties or he, he, all of his focus was on that. So he's socially and sexually inexperienced and awkward. So possibly even a virgin from what i read in the book.
1: Sounds like somebody I know. So.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> Why are you pointing at me, Kev?
0: <laughs> um, so. He has um a lot of so now the, the story the most interesting part of the story is the characters so there's a, a woman named uh, Abigail L- L- uh, Venus and she was known as the Shadow Link, Shadow Links I should say the Shadow Links so kind of the equivalent of a Catwoman and that's his love interest and she now runs like a brothel she is a madam in a brothel and you know it's a, one of those high level brothels so there's a lot of interaction there with her, um and Simon. Um, he has a best friend named Warren Azov, um, who's kind of like his sidekick, and there's like this great part where he's trying to get he's trying to get Simon into this big social like orgy party, and to do it he ends up having to be like an imp for like these old ladies. <laughs> like, it's just it's just so much fun. Like it's it's sexy and dirty and this cursing and swearing and it's just so much fun. Um, there's some criminals like this guy the old man who something happened to him that just made his skin look like he's an old man. He is old, but. Um, It was a process that happened. It wasn't just natural aging. Um, There's these two gay gangsters, the Alpha Brothers, Cha-Cha and Dolph. Uh, There's this guy called the Prank Addict, who's kind of a low-level criminal but causes a lot of chaos. So there's just a lot. um, There's a lot of good stuff in this book. The characters are interesting. They just introduced a new character, and I don't know her name yet, but when she sleeps with somebody. like Nobody seems to have powers in this book. But she has something going on with her when she sleeps with somebody. She has to to suck the life force out of them or she dies.
1: She's like a succubus.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, but this is definitely, it's, it's an awesome, awesome book. It's gotten great reviews. Um, picking it up on trade is really good. But it, it, it's on, I think it's up to like issue 36 or something like that. It's pretty well in. But definitely check it out because it's, it's a different story. Um, it has the violence. It has the sex. It has the blood. It has great art. The, the city is, is, is painted beautifully. The characters interact well. Lots of great stories. So I would definitely, definitely check check that out.
1: Cool. Yep. Uh, two things. Number one, Batman would never quit as long as there's crime in Gotham. Just saying that. Yep. And two, I want to know what you, wh- how you know what a high-level brothel is. That's, that's just <laughs> – I'm just curious.
0: It, it's just one of those – You know, it's like a fancy
1: – No, I want to know how you personally know if it's high-level. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you just sound like you have experience. That's, that's, no, that's, that's all no. I'm saying. No, uh, my number two. Uh, is by publisher IDW. And uh, for those that have listened to previous podcasts, me growing up, huge fan of these four brothers, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's really cool. Uh, it's a reimagining of their origins mm-hmm. where basically Splinter is the reincarnated soul of Hamato Yoshi. And the turtles are the reincarnated souls of his four sons who were killed uh, by the Foot Clan and Shredder. Interesting sorry um, but it's re- the really the really cool thing i like about this comic book is it kind of like takes and pays homage to different like genre, uh, generations not genres but g- different generations of the turtles so for example they pull characters such as karai leatherhead uh, the utroms from the mirage comics they bring in characters like krang slash bebop and rocksteady from the 1987 cartoon from the Archie comics, when the turtles were part of mm-hmm. Archie comics, they bring in the Mighty Mutanimals, and then also from the cartoon on two thousand, the two thousand three cartoon, they bring in Hun, who is Casey Jones' father and a friend of Casey Jones, like a street gang that protect uh, Angel, and she gets she gets a, a suit and powers and stuff too, which is really really cool. So it's they they've experienced uh, it's it's just a very cool reimagining. It puts it in more of a modern take. Um, you know, they're not so pizza crazy, mm-hmm. so to speak. And they're not they're not too it's not too childish.
0: They're not as teenager like they're it, it, it they are, but it's mature. not
1: it's not like all like, you know fun and games it's not Yeah, not that. pizza and like the turtle van and all stuff like that. That's Like when you were
0: talking about that turtle movie where the other turtles yeah, were saying, yeah, yeah, Hey, yeah. you throw pizza at Yeah, guys. exactly, like, yeah. exactly.
1: Um so yeah, that's my number two pick. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by IDW Publishing.
0: On to number one. Um, FYI, Walking Dead was not in my
1: wow. list. Wow. I know um, we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Re- we both read that. Because so it's just it's
0: such a popular one. I kind of think, it, you know, I was thinking oh, that's maybe why I put it, it, it is number kind of three. the obvious. Because yeah. um, it, it, it's such a major comic. It almost doesn't feel independent. It's so popular. Um, so for me, like I said, I'm a big Dynamite fan. I like a lot of the Dynamite characters. And and maybe some of, some of the people listening have heard of, heard of this. But uh, Jennifer Blood.
1: I have read that.
0: Jennifer, oh, have you read the whole thing? I've
1: read, I don't know. I've read like probably, how many books? It's like 36. I've, re- I've read like pretty books. much that, All yeah.
0: Of it. Yeah, so it's good that J-Free read it. So you know what? This is an interesting take. I'm curious to see what J-Free thought of it.
1: Um, It's been a while since I've read it, but um, it's basically, if I remember correctly, the synopsis is uh was she on like a cruise ship or something like that Big. and she, she basically she they they put a hit yep. on her and it like it's yep.
0: her, her real name was jessica blute and her father was a mob boss yeah and and he had all these brothers actual brothers that worked under him and basically the story goes uh the family portrays betrays the father and kills uh, the, the oldest brother her father and kills him the oldest remaining brother ends up marrying her mother and causes her mother to commit suicide so at some point uh she's jessica blute She's in she's like a college age or yeah, whatever. She's in college and, and, she, and she fakes her death jumping off of a That's cruise ship is. and basically she starts a new life and she tries to do both she tries to take revenge on her uncles and she tries to um have, basically her, own have her own normal life and within this it's just really really and this is what makes the story so fun i think it would be an excellent tv show um because what i really enjoyed about it was the at the be- very beginning it starts off with her diary and she's writing in her diary and she's writing about, you know, took the kids to school, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's something about like an AK, you know, um, all, everybody's talking about AKs, but a 9 millimeter does just the same job. Uh, you don't have to use as many bullets. But this is the stuff that's going on in her head in the diary. Um, so it's really interesting how she's trying to manage both of these worlds. And it's just a great, I think it's just a great storyline. And I, I think the other cool thing about this book was actually written by three different authors and, and had different artists along you know along the way and they kept it pretty well done throughout the course of those books. So again, it's just I think it's just a really, really good book. It it, it really has it has some good characters, it has a pretty good premise. Um, I, I kinda it's, like where she's where she goes in the end and Yeah, well it's definitely it's yeah. definitely gritty, it's definitely yeah.
1: violent. Um I was gonna ask, since you think it would be a great TV show or, or, or on TV what network do you think it would be like an HBO or a Showtime or do you think it could be go it could be put on something like an AMC
0: I, I think it could I think it could be it could be a lot of places I mean it w- I wouldn't definitely be on like an ABC NBC. right but it can,
1: it, the comic can get from what I remember very I graphic. could
0: see it yes it is I could see it being maybe even a Netflix original
1: yeah but I mean like I, I, yeah Netflix is yeah. I think would be the way to go but like if you had to would would Pick it be a network would it would it be like a premium? I th- I, I think personally be a think good like premium because there's there's a lot of adult yes. themes, there's a lot of sex, there's yes. a lot of other like violence and gore and swearing. I think so. the
0: violence is what's really over the top. Yeah, more than anything else, like it's stuff that you you. It, I don't think net, like even FX or AMC. I don't think could do it. Justice. No, well that's not that's what I think.
1: Yeah. Like because like even the Walking Dead is kind of yeah. muted a little bit from what yeah. they. do. it, can it would
0: so. probably be more of a Showtime yeah. HBO thing. But again, like it's just one of my one of my favorite books. It's like when I thought of this, I'm like, what's an independent that I truly just enjoyed reading? Forget about everything else. Forget about everything else. Just my own, did I truly enjoy reading that? And that was one that I just, you know, didn't really think about anything else but oh, I just really enjoyed this. You know. So that's
1: my number 1. Cool. So I'm going to connect the dots kind of here. My number 1, KB you mentioned that you think yours would be a great TV series. My number one started off as a TV series, and now the series is continuing in comic book form. It is by a publisher called Dark Horse, mm-hmm. and it is, it's kind of a cheat, but it's the entire Buffy-verse, the Buffy the Vampire Buffy Slayer. Uh, so basically what happened was uh, Buffy um, continued from season seven after mm-hmm. TV, season seven ended the show. Then Joss Whedon continued the, the, basically the themes, the characters, and, mm-hmm. and the storyline, and they've already done seasons eight and nine in comic form. Uh, season 10 is wrapping up in August. And then season 11 is going to start in October of 2016. So it's basically continuing the characters. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite, Buffy is one of my favorite TV shows. But I like the spin off Angel even more because mm-hmm. I thought it was darker and grittier and there's actually an angel and faith spinoff so faith is one of the other slayers um and i those are two of my favorite characters so that's a really good book as well um and it kind of continues on angel after angel ended in season five what happens with his character and all the supporting characters from that show as well so it's very very well done joss whedon comes back on it from time to time gives an overview or overlay of where the story's supposed to be going they have different writers come in and whatnot but it's it's very well done. They have people that worked on the show working on the comic books as well. So I just think it's a really cool. If you liked either Buffy or Angel, and you want to know what happened to these characters after the show ended,
0: go pick up those books. So so question that is uh, so that's they did they actually label it as like episode?
1: They call it season digital.
0: So now can you even buy that on trade or is it just digital? They do have them in trade. They do. Um,
1: but yeah, so basically. Um, the way they get released is a little staggered because August is August, 2016 is Mm going to be end of season, season 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, season 11. Uh, yeah. Season 10 will wrap in August and season 11 won't start until, so I think it's like a every other month, uh, release, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then in the comics, they can get away with a lot more magical and stuff that you can't really do on a budgeted TV show. Um, like for example, an angel if you haven't seen angel it ended like 10 years ago but end of season five basically the senior partners who angel's fighting um these demons from this other world and control like these old demons unleash hell on earth Mm -hmm. and the the comic actually picks up with los angeles where angel is from going into hell and fighting demons in hell and then getting back to you know our reality and fighting the good fight like he normally does and And Buffy, the same thing. At the end of her series, she made all of other potential Slayers who could be vampire killers, vampire Slayers, into actual Slayers because they got rid of the whole mantra that can be only one. In every generation, one Slayer is born. And then when she dies, a new Slayer will be called. She's basically said, nope, make anyone who's a possibility Slayer. And then the comic book picks up with dealing with that fallout from that. So uh, really, really cool. So I say you go for that. And that is our final countdown. So that wraps up another episode, the independent day edition of Free episode. Your
0: Geek. we talked about a lot.
1: We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, you know, But we got to talk about a couple more things. We're throwing up the bat signal here. Twitter. Free Your Geek at Twitter. Go for it. Tweet us. Tell us what you think of the show. What can we do better? What do you like? What can we expand on? Go visit our um, our Facebook page. Check
0: out Covers of the Week.
1: Covers of the Week on our Covers Facebook page. And uh, there's Free Your Geek.
0: some um, standoff podcasts images up there too to check out for
1: your geek podcast yep. on facebook go to our our website jfreethegeek.com check out stuff i post my instagram pics there geeky crap there all the time go check that out yeah anything else drop us a line you know let us know what you're thinking because we want to do the show as long as we can and we want you guys to enjoy <laughs> it so with that being said uh thank you guys and gals thank you geeks thank you nerds thank you dweebs Let's just uh, get out of here. We're going to play another Captain America theme song. This is by a band in 1972, Icarus. We're going to play that. That's the Captain America theme. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out. KB, say it. Say it.
0: (laughs) Start your weekend with your geek friends.
1: That's right. Get your geek on, kids. Talk to you later. Adios. You're still here.